the same time next week. See ya. RTHK, the news at one with Tom Warden. The top stories, Executive Councillor Convener Regina Ip says Hong Kong should get a tourism boost from tomorrow, with COVID isolation being dropped. The Financial Secretary again flags a shift in fiscal policy ahead of next month's budget. And Donald Trump ramps up his campaign to regain the U.S. presidency. The Executive Council convener, Regina Epps, says Hong Kong has seen fewer tourists than expected because some were worried they might be isolated if they caught COVID. But she said with isolation being dropped tomorrow, tourist numbers should pick up. I think lifting the quarantine requirement will be a big boost for inbound tourism from overseas. And as for inbound visits from the mainland, I think that will increase, go up step by step as more control points are open, as and when the government simplify or remove the PCR test requirements. The financial secretary, Paul Chan, has again flagged a shift in fiscal policy ahead of his budget next month, given the huge deficit the government is facing. The finance chief had previously projected a fiscal deficit of over $100 billion for this tax year. Writing on his official blog, Mr. Chan said there was a need to review current relief measures, although he said the administration wouldn't roll them all back in one go. The former U.S. President Donald Trump has begun his campaign for re-election in 2024. Delivering the keynote speech at the New Hampshire Republican Party's annual meeting, Mr. Trump accused the Biden administration of running America into the ground and declared he was more angry and more committed than ever. When I announced, I just want to put my cards on the table. Like, you know, we're playing that very big game right now, the biggest game of all, because it involves the country and the survival of the United States of America. But when I, uh, when I put the cards on, and then I said, all right, let's go. They said, he's not campaigning. This is like about a month ago when I announced. Well, I said, you know, I got two years. They said, he's not doing rallies. He's not campaigning. Maybe he's lost that step. Uh, we didn't. I'm more angry now, and I'm more committed now than I ever was. Differing accounts have emerged of a Ukrainian missile strike on a hospital in an occupied part of the eastern Luhansk province. Moscow says a HIMARS strike killed 14 people and injured 24. It said the hospital in Novoidar was used to treat civilians and members of the military, and medics were among the casualties. But the regional governor speaks of dozens of Russian troops killed. The head of the German arms maker, Rheinmetall, says his firm is ready to greatly boost the output of tank and artillery munitions to satisfy demand in Ukraine and by Germany's Western allies. Armin Papperger said Rheinmetall could immediately begin quadrupling tank round production and implement a seven-fold increase of artillery shells. He said some things hadn't been taken into consideration by the German government. We need decisions on the budget. People are saying the defence budget is too low, and I can confirm that. The allocated 51 billion won't buy everything, and 100 billion has already been earmarked. There are parts such as logistics, vehicles and ammunition that aren't in the package at all. And since they're not in this package, we have to plan for them again. The police department in the U.S. city of Memphis has disbanded a special crime unit involved in the fatal beating of a black man earlier this month. The decision came a day after the release of video footage showing five black officers beating Tyree Nichols, who died three days later. The police chief, Sarah Lynn Davis, 
initially resisted calls to disband the unit. The sacked five officers were charged with murder on Thursday. The BBC's Barbara Platt Usher reports. The police chief, Sarah Lynn Davis, changed her mind after consulting with members of Mr. Nichols' family, community leaders, and officers not involved in the unit. In a statement, she said the department must take proactive steps towards healing. Protesters at a number of small rallies in the city welcomed the news. It's one of the actions for which they've been calling. Local politicians also announced they plan to introduce state legislation aimed at preventing excessive police force. Training and discipline are some of the things it would address. They're also looking at proposals for mental health evaluations of police officers. Tom Verlaine, the guitar player and frontman of the New York City band Television, has died at the age of 73 after a brief illness. Television found fame in the mid-1970s as part of the emerging New York punk scene, with two albums released to critical acclaim, Adventure and Marquee Moon. He was born Thomas Miller in New Jersey, but adopted his stage name after the French symbolist poet Paul Verlaine. To sport, and in Melbourne, there's a new Women's Australian Open champion after Arena Sabalenka of Belarus overcame Wimbledon champion Elena Rybakina of Kazakhstan 4-6-6-3-6-4. Here's the moment she clinched her first major. Good serve. Forehand deep from Rybakina. Forehand cross-court from Rybakina. Sabalenka cross-court. Rybakina with a very edgy forehand that is long. Arena Sabalenka is a Grand Slam champion. She is on her back behind the baseline, sobbing tears of delight. A huge smile over her face. A woman who promised to put boring back into her game to take the drama out of the occasion. Well, that was far from boring. And she's a Grand Slam champion. Sabalenka is now undefeated in 2023 and rises to world number two behind Poland's Iga Szczepanek. In today's men's final, nine-time Australian Open champion Novak Djokovic takes on Stefanos Tsitsipas of Greece. The Serb says he's ready to win a 22nd Grand Slam. Of course, very satisfied and pleased to be in another Grand Slam finals. I mean, this is exactly what I've imagined and hoped that uh, will happen, you know, when I came to Australia with intention to, to, to be in a position to fight for another Australian Open trophy. I think that the experience of being in this particular situation and circumstances before uh, helps. I think also the fact that I never lost the Australian Open finals uh, definitely serves as a great confidence booster bef- prior to uh, Sunday. But of course, still the job needs to be done on the court. I'm going to play against Tsitsipas, who is in a great, great shape, great form, has been playing some of his best tennis, and I'm sure that he's going to be very motivated to win his first Grand Slam title. I know his game pretty well. He knows my well, uh, game well. <clears throat> we played several times on different surfaces. We played in one Grand Slam finals in uh, was on clay though in Roland Garros some years ago. So uh, I, I know what's uh, what's ahead of me. Tsitsipas is looking for his first Grand Slam title. He says the atmosphere at the Rod Laver Arena is going to be electric. You know, both uh, Greece and Serbia have put as a big contender um, in big events. You know, Serbia is also a very small country, uh, just like Greece, and they have produced a lot of good players. You know, Novak is someone that has uh, led the country when it came to tennis, and 
uh, you know, not a very big country. And I hope I, we, we in Greece can achieve the same thing they have in recent years and win multiple uh, Grand Slams. To football, and the Brazilian internationalist Casemiro scored twice as Manchester United beat second-tier Reading 3-1 in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Former England midfielder Leon Osman was watching for the BBC. Comfortable win, really, for Manchester United. I think that they dominated the first half without getting the goals. Reading really couldn't get out and, and get up the pitch. They eventually got the goals in the second half through an unexpected source in, in Casemiro. But he wasn't being used defensively. He didn't have to do an awful lot to stop Redding. So he started to venture forward, started to spot spaces that he could run in in an attacking sense and help his team. And didn't he just crucial opening goal? And when they got, once they got that, there was no looking back from Manchester United. A dominant display. Fellow Premier League side Tottenham eased into the fifth round with a Son Hang Min inspired 3 0 win at second tier Preston North End. The Korean international scored twice with new signing Arno Danjuma adding a third off the bench. The Spurs assistant Christian Stellini said Sun's return to form was only a matter of time. All the strikers hope to score every game uh, and maybe they can lose the confidence sometimes if they don't score oftenly. But Sonny is a top player, so he has only to wait and work uh, and be ready in the right moment. And now the weather. Fine and very dry, moderate north to northeasterly winds. The outlook fine and dry tomorrow, remaining cold in the morning. Becoming cloudy with one or two rain patches and rising temperatures in the following couple of days. The temperature is 15 degrees with a relative humidity of 31%. Please note that the red fire danger warning and the cold weather warning are currently in effect. And that's the news from RTHK. Live across Hong Kong. And live online. This is Radio 3. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. 